Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. What a way to kick off episode number 400. Welcome to episode 24 of season 11. This is episode number 400, all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin'thatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centereyesbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a very fair price. It is Wednesday, February, what is today? 22nd. 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 We're streaming live on YouTube, and Facebook, and Twitter, or we're pretty sure. Uh, to interact with the show on social media, our handle is uh, on all the socials. It is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show tonight is Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And uh, the agenda for today includes discussion of boots. Um, well, gosh, uh, we got trade rumors. We've got uh, a little recap of the uh, game against the Carolina Hurricanes, which was a bit of a comedy of errors with the Blues. Uh, but mostly some some trade rumor talk today, some, some fun stuff uh, this time of year. So... Guys, uh, welcome to episode number 400. How are we feeling? Well, with your open, I feel like uh, the start of that, uh, well, the, probably about the third goal of the Carolina game, I sat there and go, then the shit really hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> and now the fit's really going to hit the fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been a week. Uh, again, two shows last week and... We're at 400 a lot sooner than we thought we would be, but uh, yeah. happy 400, fellas. Yeah, it would have gotten off to a little bit uh, quicker of a start. We had some – YouTube was not cooperating with us. It would not connect, so we had no. to, we had to recreate the show really quick and and, uh, and uh, do another one. So uh, hopefully – Thanks to the help. Us. Well, I was going to applaud Austin, but really at the end of the day it was Kurt who – <laughs> pivoted quickly, but thank you, Austin, producer Austin, in the background there for helping us and helping us realize there was an error going on. I was like, "What did Austin do now?" 
Yeah, right. This has never Strike happened before. Two, Austin. This has never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I I thought you guys were just gonna you know announce that you know God rest and you know rest in peace Austin Lynch because yeah that that looked pretty ugly there for a second. Yeah, it was like what's going on? <laughs> Apparently on Facebook and Twitter we were live, but but not on YouTube. Bill, you've got a little extra mm, awesomeness, yeah, in your uh, camera there. You can see your kind of your what's that called the boom arm or whatever you call it. Um, and, and you know what? It gives me an insane idea. I'm not saying take it out. I think it looks cool because it's giving me an idea. We're a hockey show. We need to, uh, yes, but it just looks different the way it's Kurt's all offended that I'm not commenting on his boom arm. Yeah, yeah. comment on my boom arm, hockey Jeff. Stick. <laughs> my boom arm. A hockey stick. A hockey stick. Yeah. Yes, we're a hockey show. Yeah. Why don't, why aren't our boom arms hockey sticks? That's a good. I think that's a great idea. We should just a great idea. Just tape a hockey stick to it, or, or wire yeah. it to it. I have plenty of broken goalie sticks in my garage. Hmm. Yeah, I've got one somewhere behind me. Um, yeah, I I might actually do that. I hmm. have it come down instead, like Bill's, and have it look like a hockey stick. It's a good idea. Uh, official beers of episode number uh, four hundred, the big four zero zero. You can follow each of us. On the Untapped app, but my handle is at Surprise Twelve. Jeff says J Ponder ninety four, and Bills is Billy Blue Note thirty three. Um, I I guess I guess I'm going first. Still, this is not working. No, <laughs> I mean going first. The team has looked pretty bad, um, but I guess whatever. Uh, I I do not have a beer tonight. I've got something that is probably better, like a Lion's Choice Coca Cola right here in the Lion's Choice Wait. mug. Coca Cola, seriously. Uh, not a Coke fan. What do you think? No. Was get? When you go to Lion's Choice and you get a roast beef, especially a roast beef in Swiss, which I know you got. No, I, I got. I no, know, I got. Oh. I, did, I did not get the Swiss. Mm, that's what? a good one. I don't know you anymore. I almost got the turkey. I love the turkey. I like yeah, the turkey. Who are you? Turkey with the honey mustards uh, and the seasoning it was good. Uh, I, I what, what, what's the what more. soda should I have gotten though? The root beer. The root beer. You know, I, I, I like root beer enough. Root good. Uh, I don't, but I never really get thing it. I can get when I have a Lion's Choice sandwich, like that, they are inseparable flavors to me. <laughs> if, if I if if okay. I get a Dr Pepper it, and take a drink, I'm like, oh, this is just wrong. Okay, so 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 because the root beer is inseparable for you, that means mm-hmm. I should have got it. <laughs> yes, it's universal. <laughs> oh, I, yes, I, I didn't know that. Is it they don't make their Bill, own? Bill, Bill makes the rules on. St. Louis food. Did I didn't know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. Well, hey, you know what, Bill? Next time I go, I will. Next time I go in uh, and eat inside, I will get a root beer. And yeah, good for you, Kurt. You can throw it out, so I can drink it and then get it. a refill of what I really want. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, you know, and and uh, the good news for Kurt, we talked about this before the show. He has the good ice. Oh, Lion's my. Choice has the best ice. Lion's yes. Choice has that good ice, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for those who have had Lion's Choice ice, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't had it, uh, you know, it's that little little not chipped, but it's a little like little ball ice. And they're just they're just so easy to chew mm-hmm. on. It's yeah. soft. Yeah. It's just I love them. Not they're, breaking your teeth. Lion's right. Choice can do no wrong to me. No, Lion's Choice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. If Lion's Choice would like to sponsor, let's go booze radio. Contact us at radio at let's go blues.com. Uh, 
or if the ice from Lions Choice would like to sponsor what's the blues <laughs> That would be great to have Lions Choice Ice sponsor the show. Man, if I were to contact them and propose that, that's kind of funny. I would love that. If if we literally were just like, <laughs> hey, seriously, you can pay us a fraction of what our other sponsors pay us if you can just have your ice just be give, our sponsor. Just give us coupons, you know, for uh, like half off for, sandwiches. For free for, ice. Yeah, half off a meal. <laughs> give us give us coupons for free ice. <laughs> You're right. They're, they they have a pretty good social team. I bet I bet we could we could probably get something done there. You know? Well, uh, you yeah. guys probably could. Not I, me, well, but. I mean it's We'll see what we can do. Lion's choice. Yep. Yeah. Bill, beer. Well, I've been working at it a little bit. Uh, that looks like a like a like a really expensive pour of wine. There's like not much in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, it was full when I started. It's Bourbon County, right? It oh is yeah, Bourbon it County, is. baby. It is the Midnight Orange 2018 variant that uh, I decided tonight was the night. I'm off this week. I don't care how much I have to drink tonight. And it's paired with and yeah, there you go. And Kurt gave us all a Terry's chocolate orange in our Christmas goodie bag. So that's what I'm having. That sounds like oh, a mine great pairing. Was, mine oh. was gone the night the next night. <laughs> You're right. I I'll admit it wasn't like like oh my god, this is the best treat I've ever had. But it was it was very refreshing. It was very nice, had you, and I did enjoy it. Had you had the chocolate orange before, Jeff? No, I'd oh, never had one. Okay, that's, okay. that's where our conversation yeah. with that stemmed was yeah, because yeah. I'd never had one. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, mm. it was very nice. I, I liked, and that'll be a new pickup I get every holiday season. Yeah, yeah. awesome, very good. And you'll think so, of me. Thank you for that. You are <laughs> you are um, expanding my treat horizons. Okay, and uh, you you are now a uh, it's a ritual now. Tradition. Yes, it will be. Yep. Uh, so my beer, uh, which, like Bill, I've had quite a quite a bit of after all of our technological differences tonight. Um, I have uh, from our friends. Well, not really our friends because they're in what Colorado, right? Left Hand Brewing Company. Yep. Uh, so not our friends. Our our rivals. <laughs> they're our rivals. Uh, Oktoberfest Mars and Lager. And uh, I like what Bill said to me on Twitter after he saw my beer. Um, he said that, uh, remembering the good times from Oktoberfest when the Blues were 3-0 and at one point. So that, that was nice. <laughs> All right. uh, we, uh, we are due for our first break. Uh, we'll discuss some roster rumors on the other side of this break from our friends over at Rockin' That Idea Life. You're listening to Kurt, Jeff, and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being. 
which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, we got some roster moves to discuss. Um <laughs> Uh, Scandella and Prunovich were both activated um, off the IR. Scandella joined the Blues and actually played against Carolina uh, last game. And Prunovich uh, joined Springfield for conditioning. Jake Neighbors went on the IR after suffering an upper body injury versus the Senators, which is a uh, which is a shame because uh, he was he was due to get some uh, good amount of ice time with uh, all the trades being made and the and the folks the forwards leaving the roster. So he he, he stood to see a lot of ice time. So he's off for like five weeks now. I, I said this, and, and I, I instantly regretted it after the game last night. Marco Scandella will be the best Blues defenseman for the rest of the season. Um, he wasn't bad last night. I mean, it's his first game back all year. I don't – it's fine. It's just um, – and I, I'm, I'm actually excited to get him back, get a new face in there from this season. This has been such a absolute garbage <clears> – <throat> dumpster fire shit show whatever moniker you want to put with this defense i was happy to get him back i'm happy to see perunovich is already back too and he's playing in springfield and i don't know what you guys think uh he was i think i'm okay with perunovich just playing the rest of the season down there why bring him up at this point unless you just want to see what you got in him which i get but i mean this team ain't going anywhere let him get some seasoning in springfield the rest of the year I think if you're if you're going to make moves to the defensive core, personally, I think as long as Prunovich is cleared 100% to play at, with the big boys, um, I I'd like to see him up here just to get more of a look at him. If they're going to you know make a few moves on defense, if they're going to maybe move a guy with uh, to get a guy to move his no trade clause and maybe you know uh, do something at the deadline with that or bring somebody else in or I don't see what you got Perunovic a little more get some more uh get a a longer look at him I can see that yeah I I mean I would rather him get injured up here than down there (laughs) that's a great point yeah Um, I mean yeah get get him get him some games you know Springfield's playing some meaningful games at this point in the year the Blues aren't um you know it, it it's just let let him come back in, let him play some. And, you know, you he talked about Scandella and looking forward to having him back. I only saw him play one shift last night. Not that I was paying a ton of attention, but I I he was not I, I noticed him one time. He was a because he was a, he was he was a one of the few defensemen who was not a negative last night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because he wasn't out there much. But right. What was his last yeah. time? Let's take a look. Go ahead. It's like thirteen. <clears throat> It had to be 13 or below, yeah. 14 or below, I'd say. I looked it up earlier and I forgot, but I know it was right around 13 minutes, I thought. That sounds about right. Uh, not getting a ton of minutes, but. We got Austin Lynch, uh, who's a who's our, our producer. You don't have to look it up. There we go. Well, I mean, but I'm already there. <laughs> okay, go ahead. 1543. 1543, wow. Yeah. Austin uh. just flipped you off behind camera, by the way. <laughs> 
I mean, hey, hey, Ken Morris, uh, Ken, I'm, you know, and I want to apologize to our listeners again. Uh, we we obviously had some technological differences, as I said, um, and uh, so I'm glad some of you. I know I saw the Meeker in the the previous video. Ken has made his way over uh, Joe Bray's videos. A couple of the others. Thank you for still joining us. Sorry we had some issues. Hopefully you all found your way over here in enough time. Uh, so there, I. I <laughs> A lot of rumors floating around uh, right now involving the Blues. Um, so, you know, and it's, it's kind of a fun, uh, I mean, the the poor hockey aside, um, it's kind of fun to be involved in some of these rumors. You know, the Blues names, are the Blues are being brought up a lot in some of these. We need distractions. Right, right. Yes. We need distractions. So uh, make it pulling off a nice trade or add, you know, uh, moving a first round pick or two, uh, bring in a big name to help with the team next year. Um, I'm, I'm waiting, you know, the next week or so for, uh, uh someone to wave the no trade clause to go somewhere. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, but, uh, Timo Meyer rumors, uh, to, to Timo Meyer, St. Louis rumors are, are picking up steam. Uh, Frank Saravalli, um, said the blues are in on Timo Meyer and there was a no name hockey trade rumors account. You know, the, there's a thousand of them, uh, that said the blues had a standing offer for Timo Meyer, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It could be complete BS. Um, but uh, I think uh, Sir Valley said, uh, who's to say Armstrong doesn't flip one or maybe even two of those first-round picks for an established NHLer with some term left on their contract? I can see it happening for the right player, especially because the Blues aren't going into a full rebuild. Armstrong is merely reloading. St. Louis should be competitive again next season and given their full board of draft picks well into the future. What's interesting with Timo Meyer too, is that in 2015 – the rumor was that St. Louis and San Jose put together a trade that eventually the Sharks pulled out of. And the Sharks were going to send the Blues uh, Tomas Hurdle and the number nine pick in the 2015 draft and their turn for, uh, from the Blues to San Jose was TJ Oshie and Kevin Shattenkirk. And San Jose eventually used that number nine pick to draft Meyer. So, team of Meyer. Boy, that, think about that. If that trade happens, Blues get Tomas Hurdle, who I, I'm a fan of. I know he's had some injury problems, but I love that. Uh, Oshie ends up get, getting traded anyway. Actually, both Oshie and Shattenkirk get traded to the Capitals. Yep. But think of it this way, folks. That trade happens. There's a good chance Zach Sanford is never a St. Louis Blue. <laughs> so who How does about it, that? So who scores the fourth goal in the Game 7 of the final then? Tomas Hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Armstrong, and, and it's rumored that Armstrong has been interested in uh, Timo Meyer since then. Uh, apparently. So uh, Pierre Lebrun has reported the Sharks want three pieces for Timo Meyer, with uh, two presumed to be a top prospect uh, and a first-round pick. So, you know, top prospect would be Snuggerud, Bolduc. Um, it'd be great if the, one of the, if the first-round pick the Blues hold on to, if they do make some moves, is their own. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that's pretty big. It's a big difference in, in what they're... And I wonder if that's what the Blues... Because right now you gotta you got to think, the Blues are probably the only outside of the playoffs team, like far out of the playoffs team, interested in Timo Meyer. So the Sharks are going to come at the Blues and say, we want your first-round pick. Yeah. And the Blues are going to well, say, absolutely not. But we've got these other two first-round picks... Toronto can't offer you a first round pick. The Rangers can't offer you a first round pick. So we can give you one of theirs because that's what you'd be asking for from them anyway. And a prospect. So, yeah. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are?
I, I do. Yeah, he's right upstairs. He's up there. <laughs> he was an asshole tonight, but I know where he's at. <laughs> minor, minor right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I, and, and I said this on Twitter that I, uh, I love Timo Meyer's game. I've always been a big guy. Uh, a, a big power forward guy. You have always been a big yeah. guy. Yeah. I have always been a big guy. <laughs> Every um, time I see you, I would greet you. Hey, big guy. Hey, big guy. No, one of one of my favorite things. Side note, and and Lynch is probably sitting there. Producer Austin's sitting there, going, "Oh my god, don't go onto a tangent." Um, one of my favorite things ever was when I was. I mentioned last week that it, briefly I worked on a contract role where you work, Bill. And I came up behind you and like tapped you on the shoulder when I saw you. And I was like, Hey Bill. And you like kind of shot back. I don't know if you remember this. And what you said to me was so funny. You were like, I just forget how big of a guy you are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but, whenever I get startled at work, it's not a good thing because <laughs> the, the the line of work that I work in, you never want a large impending human being coming up behind you and tapping you on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. No. That's probably the case for most people. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my, uh, I lo- oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, Timo Meyer is about a, Last two seasons, about a point a game player. Uh, last season, he was seventy six points in seventy seven games, and this season, fifty two points in fifty seven games. It's on a bad Sharks team, so he's putting up yeah. points, and and that's. And I, I mean, and I think, and I said this to you guys in our in our little weekly chat that we have. Um, imagine him on a line with Kyru and Thomas, a guy who's going to drive the net, uh, create offense just by going to the net. I mean, I'm thinking of like a. And I know they're rare, but a three-on-one or a three-on-two, Timo Meyer is your decoy. He's the guy that's going to drive the net. Thomas and Kyrie are going to be passing it back and forth until one of them has a wide-open net. So that's the kind of play I'm thinking of. And I love, I love the way Timo Meyer plays the game. Just a dude that you don't want to mess with. And and we've all bitched, you know, especially the the bluesers, the people who love the old school hockey, um, the big guys who don't take shit from anybody that's timo meyer right and let's be honest with that style of play the three on two thomas and thomas and kairu passing back and forth you know kairu's gonna pass it more than half the time pass up a good shot because we'll spin around behind the back on a two-on-one that didn't work last night that all you know what that almost worked and that would have been so fucking pretty yeah but it didn't work but it didn't fetch the scored yeah. So let's so let's make fun of him. Right. <laughs> That's how it works. It didn't pull off. So fuck you. Well, Kyrou. you know what though? I didn't think that. I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was telegraphed and it unnecessary. Wasn't. You know what I mean? But I agree. Um, but either way, I I um, how do you guys feel? I've I've said mine. I I would love it. I I know oh. that giving up one of those first round picks, some people may not want to do so quickly. Oh, I'm all for it. That, that I, that's. This is why we have the first round picks to do stuff with right. options. We'd love to have options because if, if you okay, when we first acquired the picks and we have three picks now, I, one of the first things I said was we're not going to draft three players in the first round. We're going to trade one or two of these picks uh, to either move up or to acquire somebody for next season and beyond, or to help move somebody off this roster that is bottlenecking stuff. You know. Um, 
th- th- those are the three options. I, I, I cannot see us. Well, I guess an, an option is to actually use them in the draft, but I don't see that happening. I, I, I say we, I, we keep one, maybe two, uh, right? Two tops. I mean, there's Arm, no way. Armstrong used the word equity for a reason. Yeah. I I was pretty convinced at that point that he was he was going to move the picks in some form, whether whether it was to try to package move further up in the draft or to bring bring in a top talent now. You know, too, that um, if if they can't uh, move on from this version of this defense uh, because of the trade clauses, um, if no one waves and they all stay, then they're going to have to do something like last year to outscore our problems on defense. And, you know, you bring in Meyer, you, you, you bring it, you bring O'Reilly back, you know, you, you, I don't know. You, you, you'd have to, right. If you can't change the defensive core, either you just sit on it for a while until you can, or you load up with forwards, right? I mean, you try and outscore your problems, you'd be Edmonton. You know, with a shitty the Toronto, a Toronto, Edmonton, yeah. The, yeah. Edmonton, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a shitty defense and uh, uh, questionable goaltending for Edmonton. Well, we have the goaltending, but the defense is non-existent. Um, so yeah, you just yeah. You, you win games six to four, right? Uh, that's that's the goal. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I would think that's probably the way to go. That's the more likely path. For me, because again, I know everybody's going to say, "Well, just trade Krug, just trade Pareko." But again, and st- we're going to talk about Pareko here in a little bit. You see it every day. It, it's just right. You can say all you want. Well, there's ways around it. Yes, there are, and sometimes it works out. But looking at the contract situation the way it is, these defensemen, every one of them, all four of the big high-priced ones, they could easily all say. I'm not waving it no matter what. You can sit me the entire season, and I'm still not going to wave my no jury clause. See, that can still be the case. So the other path, like you said, Kurt, is load up on forwards, and that's the only <laughs> other way around it. That's the probably the most fun way to do it. To attack yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah right. Let, let's go. Greatest show on ice, right? Yes, yeah, let's right. go mid-'80s Oilers all the way. Right. You got a goalie who can steal, you know, can make one or two key saves at the right time. But you know, yeah. who needs defense? Yeah, we, we've talked about this before about how the the, the people have said, "Wow, well, there's there are ways to get somebody to waive the no trade clause." And I said, "That's you know," and they're like you said, it's, you, know, you cut their ice time, you healthy scratch them, you say you're not going to play as much, you know, your your value is going to go down because you're not playing as much, putting up as many points, whatever. Um, that's a really shitty way to treat your players. And it's a good way to get players and not want to sign here, you know, to treat your players yep. like that. Cause that's, I, that, that's, that would not happen. They wouldn't do that. I don't think so. That, that, some teams might, but that's, that's just, a, you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot for future uh, deals possibly. So I wouldn't do that. I love uh, Ken Morris's comment here. He says, love the Oilers style of play. Running gun is entertaining, but doesn't win in the playoffs. No, mm-hmm. it worked in the eighties for the Oilers, but when, would it win a cup in the current NHL, but it would be fun. Uh, no, it, you're right. It, it would not. And it clearly hasn't. The Oilers tried doing it again. The, the Maple Leafs have tried for multiple years. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen that they would be able to win a cup that way. But if we're talking about, again, and this is what I've said to people online uh, who get mad at me for when I want the Blues to still win, 
well, you should be rooting for him to lose. Sorry, this is entertainment. I want to be entertained. And um, yes, end goal always, win the Stanley Cup. But at the very least, if I'm entertained and it's a fun playoff run, I'll be happy. Yes, I'll be upset when they lose. But at the end of the day, I'm still like, well, we're still a playoff team. And my God, was that series fun. Yeah. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we, the Avalanche series. Oh, That was fun. Th- there, are some, there are some stories that will last a lifetime from that. that the, the water bottle, the Cadre incident, the just everything. Uh, it was just, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, yes, it, it is all about the cup. You win, like, that's everything, right? That's... But, but it's but it's not nothing if you don't get there. You know, that's still something. You, you still come away with stories and experiences and memories that you. I mean, I, from a kid, you know, the Blues didn't win the cup when I was a kid. Oh my God! The, so the series against Detroit, Toronto, Chicago, uh, some of those things were epic. Um, and I, you know, I, I remember them to this day. And I, it's I'm not I wouldn't trade those for, you know, uh, missing the cup to try and build uh, missing the playoffs to try and build. Uh, elsewhere, uh, otherwise, I don't know. I, I, I'm fine with it. We got our cup, right? So, yeah. I mean, I obviously the goal is to win more, but I, I'm yeah. with you. Um, at this point, entertain me. And uh, Ken Morris, running gun would sell tickets. Yeah, it would. right. It would. And you Holy know what? Shit. You know what? Too sitting in your home in your living room and rooting for them to win when. Some people are rooting for them to lose to improve their place in the draft. It's not like your rooting interest at home is going to affect their play at all. It's not like, yeah, oh, right. they, they won. That's because you rooted for them at home. You know, shame on you. I was like, what I what I what did it at home didn't make a damn bit of difference what they did on the ice. So yeah, the uh, the thing that that I look at with with all that is uh, again, I'm wanting to be entertained. I I want to see good hockey. Oh five oh six comes to mind. There were games where they would lose three to two. But I'd be like, damn, they played well. And I love seeing guys like Jay McClement and um, uh, Dennis Weidman. You know, these guys are playing great. They're playing as hard as they can. They didn't win, but okay, it's exciting. It was still fun. That's what I want. If they still lose games, okay. We'll get to the Cal- or, uh, the Carolina game here in a minute. Um, uh, well, okay. Um, I uh, Yeah, I, I, I just want to be entertained. Not to jump ahead too much here, the Carolina game, not entertaining. So that's my goal. Uh, Brian Ruggleman says, uh, throwing this out there, I don't want Timo Meyer if it involves Snuggerud. And I'll say this about knowns versus unknowns. Um, and the only reason I would, I would uh, agree is salary. You know, because Timo Meyer is going to cost a fortune, right? He's going to, Yes. Whatever ten million the next season or whatever eight million whatever it's going to be nine million, uh, so it, it that's going to be that's a lot and that's that would be probably he'd be the Blues' highest paid player next season if they did acquire him and resign him. Um, but with that said, you know I'm all about acquiring knowns uh, versus unknowns. Um, what's Snugger projected to be? You know a middle six guy maybe at best. I I mean. Uh. So he's probably he's, projected as a top six. Top six? He's he's projected for a top six and my next jersey purchase. Okay. Oh, oh damn. Good name. There we go. Good name. Just because of the name. Okay. Future 40 goal score, if you ask Bill Day. So, and, in, and, a, in, a, 
in a COVID shortened season. <laughs> yes. See, and this is where I call COVID twenty two. This yes. is this COVID twenty five. This is where I stand too with um trading away first round draft picks. Some people want to hold on to these picks and just draft, you know, and it's like, okay, well it depends on what we can trade them for. You know, I'm if you can get a known a, a known good player, really good player for a first round pick Granted, you know, you're going to be paying more for that player uh, a lot more uh, than you would the first round draft pick for a few years. But still, you're getting the known and that's a it's a it's a sure thing more or less. As as sure a thing as anything anything can be in the NHL, I guess. Um those first round draft picks, while they're great on paper, um you still got to draft a guy and develop him and hope he de- develops into something you could use. Uh hopefully in a top 6 role or a or a top pairing defenseman. Um but and that's that's a that's a roll of the dice. So um especially if you wanna you know, you wanna turn it around and win in the next couple of years. You know, a first round pick is not a lower first round pick is not gonna step in and, and make this team a cup contender in two years. Yep. And I'll add with Snuggerood again, I, I I would love I'm excited to see what he has, but if the blues do trade him and for and it's involved in a team O'Meyer deal, now if they're giving up two first round picks Snuggerud and Bull Duke. Okay, I'm no, like, that's, okay, no, guys, that's, that's, that's a, little... a little too much. That's not going to happen. No. But I'm just saying, if that's one situation where I wouldn't like it. But if it's Snuggerud and a first-round pick for Timo Meyer, and you can turn around and sign him to a pretty nice deal, he's pretty proven in the NHL nowadays. Like you said, Kurt, his numbers have been great on a bad Sharks team. And again, and I, I, maybe it doesn't work out, you know, chemistry. I remember... And he's 27. Da- so and I remember 2018... 2018, 2019, I remember going into the season, we're all excited about the O'Reilly, Maroon, Tarasenko line. Okay, that did not work out. That was a bad line. Um, So me saying Meyer, Kairou, Thomas, maybe that line doesn't work out. But maybe you get Meyer there on the second line with, I don't know, let's just say O'Reilly comes back and a Snuggerud if he's still here. That could turn out to be an excellent line. So it's just... You don't know what's going to happen, and I'll add to head coach Craig Berube, if he's still here, that's the type of player Berube wants on his team. So I think that's that uh, a Meyer could really thrive under Craig Berube. What is Meyer making right now? He's making, uh, what's his salary? Uh, $10 million. $10 million base $10 million. salary, cap hit of $6 million. So he's, uh, yeah, he's making his $10 million base salary, cap hit of six, and I would assume next season he's – He's gonna cash in, so right. he, he's due. His there's a qualifying offer due on Timo Meyer this off season. So whoever owns his rights, he's project, He's scheduled to be an RFA, but that's only if um, he gets qualified with this ten million dollar offer. Or so if he doesn't get if he doesn't get qualified with this offer, he becomes a UFA. So uh, so he can either get get qualified uh, for the for one more year at ten million, or he can get re-signed. For whatever. Well, and what I've for. what I've read too is that the Sharks have not opened up contract negotiations um, uh, with any team yet. So nobody's making that trade until they can talk to him and say, "Hey, we want to know what are you looking for." Um, so when the Sharks decide to open that up, I think he gets traded pretty quickly. Right, and that's that's got to be this week, right? Because yeah. We're, we are a week and six days, five days from five days. deadline now. So, yeah, it's it's got to happen. A week and two days. 
two days it's it, you're right we covered that before it's on a friday <laughs> it's on a friday yeah next friday I, I keep i keep going back to monday it was monday last year yep uh elliot friedman said the uh ottawa senators are trying to get a defenseman so and there's Pareko mm. rumors flying around I, i'm not sure where they're coming from other than the fact that teams have kicked the tires with armstrong asking about the availability of Pareko. Um, and that's all. Yeah, there was really heard. There was rumors. There was rumors about. Uh, I mean, it's been a yeah. for a long time it's now. Been weeks, but especially yeah. the last two or three weeks, it seems like we've heard from a ton. Like teams are inquiring, we're interested in Colton Pareko. If you guys are not interested in ha- keeping him around, I will take him. I, but we had this talk last week. But again, no Drake laws. Yeah, and 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 you know, and that's all we've heard. The teams are interested. They've asked about his availability. That's it. We haven't heard a damn thing about his about if he actually is available, um, except for I think it was Andy Strickland or Korak. Somebody said earlier this season uh, when someone was asking about Pareko being traded, he goes, uh, "From everything we've heard, Pareko is very happy here. I would not waive his no trade clause." That was earlier earlier this season. So I don't know why anything would have happened since then to have changed that scenario. Um, other than the fact that he hasn't played well, <laughs> and maybe he wants a new scene, a new place to play, but I don't know if that's that seems kind of not wishful thinking, but a little far fetched to think that that. I think the happened. only time that maybe that happens is if there's some vitriol with the the coaching oh, staff. Yeah. yeah, sure. And that does not seem to be the case here. Right. No. And typically, players will waive the no trade clause if it's just a bad situation for them. They don't get along with the coach. Mm-hmm. The, the system's not right for them, or whatever disagreement in playing time or system, uh, the, the direction of the system, and how they're being used, stuff like that. Um, you know, because because a, a player doesn't want to stay in a system that that's not going to cater to his skills. You know, it's going to hurt his mm-hmm. value. Um, and maybe that's the case with Pareko here. He's been bad. Um, again, the the if day, he's not playing contract, hurt, if he's not playing hurt, his contract is up when he's 37 years old. Do you think he cares about that right now? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I can see him waving it if if the Blues are going to a full rebuild and he didn't want to, you know, go through three, four, five years of of or plus of you know bad teams. Uh, but they're not doing that, so I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I think if, if teams are interested and Preco would be up for waiving his no trade clause, you got to pursue it. You have to. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And I don't think and Armstrong's not stupid. I, I think he would absolutely pursue that. But but we haven't heard a damn thing about his availability from the Blues. So Mike, I don't know. I my thought is, and you guys tell me I'm wrong. As a GM, I have to think that when it finally dawned on him, or I mean, shit, maybe it was even way earlier than we realize when it darned on, dawned on Armstrong. Okay, I got to move all my UFAs this year. We're not going to make playoffs. We're not going to challenge for the cup. We got to figure this out. I feel like as a GM, you go to your team, you go to your your all your guys that have uh, no trade clauses. Maybe you bring them all in at the same time. Maybe you bring them in one by one. And you just say, listen, we're going to have to retool we're not going to be in the playoffs for the next two to three years, possibly. Um, I need to know now if you want to stick around, fine. I gave you a no trade clause for a reason. If you don't, tell me right now. Tell me who you want to go to, and if I and if a deal comes up for you that happen, let me know. I feel like that's the 
I would hope that as a GM, he's at least considered doing that if he hasn't already. Um, but again, there's no guarantee. All those guys, if he had that conversation with them, every one of those guys could have been like, yeah, I signed my no trade clause for a reason. I want to stay. I don't care what happens here. I love it here. Yeah. Players players fight for those things in their, in their, their no trade clause in their contract. They don't, they're not just going to give them up willy-nilly, right? They, it has to be for a really good personal reason for them to waive a no trade clause. It's, or just to have a stadium where they go, right? Um, some players may have that mindset. Well, if I'm going to get traded, I want to have a say. So I'll only waive it if I can yeah. go here. So and so that makes sense. And I don't think like we we talk about like bad juju with your players. You know, if if you say, "Hey, you signed no trade clause," I still want to trade you. That, I don't think that's what that conversation is that I just mentioned. I think it's a, I think it's more of a courtesy. And I think that if he did that, I don't think there's any ill will there. I don't think it's oh shit. That means Doug wants to trade me. So I'm kind of hoping that conversation's already happened. It'd be interesting to to, to be a fly on the wall uh, in Armstrong's office just to see if that's the conversation he has prior to every trade deadline with anybody who has a no trade clause. It's like, hey, just so you know, I'll be getting phone calls if I get some phone calls about any of you. Um, now, if he doesn't want to trade anybody, that's different. But if he's up for trading people, say, hey, if, if you want to go somewhere and I get a call about you, you know, would you want to waive your no trade clause? Just so I ha- just so I have all the information in front of me. Let's see. Uh, Brian Ruggleman says also you can qualify, but that doesn't mean he will necessarily sign at that price. Though, if you qualify a player uh, for ten million, that is uh, he 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 does right. he does play at that. That's that's what he doesn't have a say. Right. It's yeah, that's, that's right. It's it's for for that year. Yeah, for one more. Right. Year. It's right. and then he goes UFA the following right. year. Right. He can't decline that qualifying offer. Right. Or can he? I don't. I think he that's, has a certain amount of time before he can fully accept, and that will allow somebody else to step in and say, "We want to offer you eleven million, and then the Blues would have to match. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. But then by a certain date, he just has to accept. We we should we should pause right here and like Austin call in send a message to um, the um, thirty two thoughts pod that they will play at the beginning of their pod with our pod recording it live and they play it <laughs> that would be awesome and ask them because that they they're a vast source of knowledge on on how contracts work under the CBA. I would. Uh, I'm sure Austin's hard at work looking up the uh, qualifying no, offer qualification. I can see him. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> I mean, he's he's but, admiring his slides and socks. So so when a when a team <laughs> when a, when a team uh, makes a qualifying offer to a player, at Meyer, for example, at ten million. Um, now, and I I'm not up on the uh, angle of this, but I mean it's it's called a qualifying offer. So that does imply that he could turn it down, but then, but then he's right. still an RFA. That's the restricted part of free agency, right? right? He's still an RFA. It also depends on if he has arbitration rights, which I don't believe yeah. he does. Yeah, I don't have that point in front of me. Austin, I'm sure. Well, as we move along, but uh, so anyway, uh, Friedman said the Sens are trying to get a defenseman, um, and I think uh, so. And they also just made a trade with Chicago. Uh, the Nikita Zaitsev trade. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks acquired Zaitsev and a 2023 second-round pick and a 2026 fourth-round pick. 
and the Senators got future considerations. So some people are speculating that because Ottawa is looking at a defenseman to pick up a defenseman, that they're clearing salary to add a defenseman. And of course, you know Pareko's name's been out there, so he's he's been tied, he's been rumored as uh, one of the options Ottawa's looking at. So, but again, yeah, that's pesky no trade clause. Yeah, again, I um, it does. It does scream that Ottawa is interested in somebody, right? Like, Zaitsev's not – he's not living up to his contract, um, judging by what I've seen from mostly senators, writers, and, and fans. Um, but having said that, I don't think – okay, it looks like Austin says um, uh, Timo Meyer will have arbitration coming up this summer. So, basically, what from what I – from what I understand, uh, that means the Blues can offer him a qualifying offer of $10 million. He can turn it down, not turn it down, but say, I want more. They can go to arbitration, and then they say, okay, what's, right, but, what's your ruling? Right, and and the arbitration is binding. So, Right. Um, but, but anyway. Yeah. Nah. So, um, okay. Anyway, so this trade with Zaitsev, um, yes, it does seem like Ottawa is building for something, whether that's just freeing up salary to bring in another forward like a Timo Meyer or uh, a Patrick Kane, which I think is unlikely, um, or even just another defenseman. Get somebody with more value at a lower price, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I uh, it, does, it does seem like, man – if if there's already been rumors the senators are interested in Colton Pareko, maybe there is something here to where Pareko maybe has said, if you ever want to trade me, I'll go north. Trade me to to, to Canada. And I don't know, I'm not I'm totally speculating. I don't think it's at all true. But maybe there's something there, because that is kind of an odd thing to see that happen tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, talking speculation is like then you got to then you ask yourself, would Pareko, You know, why would he waive to go to Ottawa? Where, where's the tie in there for him? You know, it's other than just right. you know liking some of the players in the team or the the direction they're headed because they're a team that's on the rise. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I always wanted to visit the capital. I'll, I'll go live there for a while. Now, I, I think to to Ken Morris's point in the in the chat, uh, he thinks Edmonton is maybe the only city that Pareko would uh, waive his no trade clause for uh, being a uh, Prince Albert, Alberta yeah. native. Right. That's uh that could very well be true, but uh, yeah, they, they've got, uh, they've got a clear space for that to happen. Oh yeah. And I think they have other priorities. And the rumor is they like Carlson, which holy right. shit, San Jose would love to get out from under that contract. At least he's playing well this year. For once, yeah, because he was that contract. He was kind of first season. The, okay, well, I mean, his last Norris. Okay. Well, no, no. What I mean, what I mean is, his last Norris season was a season that he shouldn't have won the Norris. He didn't play the penalty kill, right? That was that's my whole take. Is like you can't right. be the best defenseman in the NHL and win the Norris Trophy if you never play on the penalty kill your best defenseman on the team should be on the number one pk unit and he never played on the pk at all because he was terrible defensively so how can you be he was like the he was like the the fifth 
most ice time of defensemen on the PK. And it's like, it was like 32 seconds average per game. Like yeah. Even that. So <laughs> he'd probably jump on at the end of the, at the end of the PK, right? Trying to right. rush. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what it was like. Yeah. Get out there, get the puck, slide it to the guy coming out of the box. Like right. that was about it. Uh, but, uh, okay. So Barbashev talk, um, Frank Severali on the daily faceoff, uh, was talking up Barbashev, but in a way that seemed kind of odd to those who watch him play every day, in my opinion, anyway. Um, he mentions a, a number of teams, one, two, three, four, five, six teams, uh, who may be interested or, or in Barbashev specifically, Jets, Flames, Bruins, Hurricanes, Devils, and Stars. But he talks about Barbashev like um, they're looking for extra scoring punch uh, and they're looking to acquire Barbashev. And I'm like, well... I mean, yeah, last year, you know, he he put up good offensive numbers, but he's not he's not that player. You know, he's not a guy that you get for extra scoring punch. He's a guy, in my opinion, he's a he's a bottom six guy. You could plug in on the second line, maybe, as a fill in, but he's a bottom six guy. He's a checker. He's a hitter, uh, who can put up a few points. Um, but I, I, but if you're looking for extra scoring punch. I don't think Barbashev's the guy you're looking at. I think Barbashev's the guy you're looking at as a guy who's going to be uh, just a hard-working, solid player in your bottom six. Yeah, uh, but I will say, and, and maybe this is where Saravalli didn't really specify what I'm thinking when I read that. Uh, yes, he does add a scoring touch at a low cap hit, and I think that's the biggest part of saying, yeah, Barbashev's got a scoring touch. At two point five million, that is very cheap. So yeah, if you can find a way to plug him in and have him kind of refine that magic he had last year in a certain line, then yes, he will re-add that scoring touch. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's mostly a bottom six guy, um, middle six guy. I guess you could maybe call him. Uh, but yeah, I hey, I think his value is where he's being paid and pretty much almost any team can find a way to fit in what he's being paid left for the cap uh, under what they have. He has, in 50 career playoff games, Barbashev has nine points. So he's not exactly the guy who shows up offensively in the playoffs. I mean, now, granted, in the, in, in, the knock, uh, Severelli also said the knock on Barbashev is uh, when he does throw his weight around, he tends to do it late. <laughs> With a, with a lot of questionable hits, I think he's probably thinking back to uh, uh, the the cup run, where there was a, a couple of questionable hits, and Barbashev was suspended for a game uh, for a questionable hit. Um, but uh, and, can I get you know something I thought about when I read that? It, real quick side note um, is how many suspensions have the Blues had since that playoff run? Remember how we like speculated and got pissed off and were like, "What the fuck?" Like. Some of these suspensions are ridiculous compared to the other hits we've seen in the playoffs. Man, I there might be a little bit to that, right? Like, Barbashev has not been considered a dirty player since 2019. And maybe it's part of it that he's cleaned up where he's hitting, but I don't know. I just feel like it's weird to say, well, we had all these suspensions from Sunquist to Barbashev. And then now we don't see any at all. Pushnevich. Yeah. Pushnevich. Yeah. Austin, oh, that's right. Austin Lynch to the rescue. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, two suspensions. He had, yeah. He had uh, one at the start of this season and one at the start of last. Yeah. The headbutting was this season, right? Headbutting oh, was last season. last season. And this season was 
What was it? Uh, he did something. Got suspended for a game. Because I made did a he? comment. Yeah. He, early in the season. I said it wouldn't oh. be the start of a season without a, without a Bushnevich suspension. Um, yeah. Oh, what was it? Yeah. Austin will find it. Damn it. He'll find it. I feel Move ashamed. on. I feel ashamed for not knowing that. Anyway, so the teams that, that, that we've heard uh, rumored around Barbashev, excuse me, Winnipeg, Calgary, Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, and Dallas. I, with the Blues wanting to retool, I don't see them moving into a central division no, team if they can avoid it. Not a chance. Uh, it'll. I think you could see Boston, Carolina, New Jersey. I think those are the three that really stand out to me. Yeah, I agree. Bush didn't yeah. get suspended this season? What, what happened then? I didn't think he did. Yeah. Maybe just he got the tossed. one time. Maybe he's he been tossed in the game. He might have. What the hell happened? But I know he's been suspended before for headbutts. Uh but he was a ranger the, the time before. What am happened. I thinking of then? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um so and the asking price from what I hear is still a second round pick and a prospect, which uh, we'll see what that prospect would be, but um I got to think, man, with Doug already making moves with Tarasenko and O'Reilly, uh, I I got to think he's thinking, I can literally hold on to Barbashev until, what time's the trade deadline? Like noon on the third? And get a first can, out of it. Yeah. I can literally wait until 11.59. I can wait you guys out. And, and then just be open with every GM. Hey, this guy's already offered me his second-round pick and this prospect. What can you do to better that? Uh, if I don't hear from anyone else by 11.59 on uh, March 3rd, I'm just going to give it to them. And I think he could wait and see if he can get another first-round pick out of it. Out of Barbershop? Like 2 p.m. Central. Ooh. So, yeah, 1.59 on March 3rd. And there, there was um, some speculation. I'm trying to find it earlier this week that – Barbashev's value is just driving up. It was before the the Carolina game, but yeah. um, you know that that it was not unreasonable to think that he could fetch a first rounder at that That's, point. Oh, I, I, I if, they, if they can get a first round for Barbashev, a bottom six guy. A first rounder who's having an off year, but but that's the thing. Oh he gosh. got so much. He got so much good exposure during the cup run that yeah. people. No. I think people are are mistaking him for a top six guy when he really is a third line guy. No, I I I mean if we if they can get that, fantastic. If Armstrong can pull off a first round pick for Barbashev, oh. And now you know what I mean. A team may want the Blues to retain some salary on Barbashev, so maybe that could play into. You know what they get in return to, um, but still and that's fine. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I, I mean, but if they get a first round pick, no matter what, I mean, they, maybe Barbashev and a third for a first round pick or something, or Barbashev and a second. I don't know. Uh, that would be mind boggling. Yeah. My mind would explode um, to have four first round picks in this draft. <sighs> the Blues ever had four first round picks ever probably, in the same draft? Probably not. Have they ever had three? I can't imagine many teams have. And with how deep this draft is, oh, shit. I don't think they've ever had three in the first round. Could be wrong. I'm just off the top of my head. Um, and and I now regret that uh, Pareko didn't get traded before the show because we would have seen drunk on edibles Jeff Ponder. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was ready for it. <laughs> Do you know how amazing would that have been? So, 
Jacob Chikrin uh, has been rumored to be traded for the past 25 years. Um, still not still <laughs> easily 24. It's yeah, crazy. Right. Um, still, uh, still uh, out there, and Arizona is in no hurry, right, to trade him. Uh, apparently, they say this, uh, which you know, they might not be. But uh, apparently, they're asking for two, two first round picks. Or a first-round pick and a prospect, that would equal a first. So if the Blues were to offer Arizona a first-round pick and a prospect for Chikrin, and they take it, say this, say Balduke and a first-round pick for Chikrin, um, he's not making a ton of money. So it was four and a half, something like that, uh, salary. He's, pretty, he's really affordable. So they could acquire him, and if the asking price for Timo Meyer is a first-round pick, and, say, Snuggerud. And the Blues could land, assuming they make it work salary-wise. I don't know if they could, um, with signing Meyer. Chikorin and Meyer in the same trade deadline. In a year that they're not trying to yeah. make playoffs either. <laughs> wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be bananas? Now, we would have so much money on defense, even with uh, the, the nice cap hit for Chikorin. <laughs> uh I don't know how it right. works. I don't think O'Reilly comes back at that point. Um, I don't know, no, no, no. but yeah, the O'Reilly ship has sailed at that point. Yeah. But but I also think that you know our Pareko fantasies are realized, and he's no longer here. Um, if well, maybe I'm, one of the others. No, I'm right? saying I'm saying with our no trade clause players staying here. I think really? that's I, as much I as I hate. I don't see it happening <laughs> with that. I I, I don't either. I don't either. But I'm saying, based on what teams are wanting and what we have to give, uh, we have what what apparently what Arizona is wanting. Now, if that first round pick is not high enough for them, you know that's a different story. But uh, we do have what's available, and Chickering is a defenseman who not the prototypical guy that we need necessarily. Right? He's more of a puck mover. He's not really the number one, you know, big tough defenseman that we probably need. Uh, and Timo Meyer would be a great ad. I, I I don't know. I we we do have the resources if the rumors are true. What they're asking for to acquire both, assuming that they would like the position the of the first. Only player. the only way that you go get Chikrin is if you are guaranteed that one of your no trade clause defensemen will be moved. I'm with you. Otherwise, I'm with you. You're adding way more money to a defense that that's, is underperforming. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I. That's probably the scenario that would happen. Uh, right, but not, yeah, I'm, I'm cap. I, I get what you're saying. Cap, not standing. I'm I'm catching what you're throwing <laughs> at me. I like where your head's at. It's just I think in order for that to happen, there's just no way you can have that much money tied up in a bad deal. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Let's say Preco does get moved. He waves his no trade clause does get moved, and we get Chickering, and we get Meyer, and then we sign O'Reilly in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you talk about getting a fan base excited. Um, all right. All right. Let's say this. If that all happens, I will eat edibles before every show over the summer. Wow. <laughs> every show, every episode over the summer, you, I will have an edible. You're going to have a lot of, about a gallon of water next to you for each show? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, we are we are due for a break. So uh, let's, uh, Mr. Burgoyne. Mr. Burgoyne. We'll uh, we'll talk. Um, I guess another rumor and a and a and a roster move down in the AHL. 
uh, after this word from strikewithmike.com. This is Let's Go Blues Radio. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, we got uh, Jill Smith chiming in with uh, asks us uh, anybody know Arizona's asking price for Chikrin? We just uh, actually just covered that. Did I not, did I not uh, say that? Maybe I didn't. Um, Arizona's wanting two first round picks or a first round pick and a prospect prospect that would equal a first. So uh, the first round, I, I would assume that if we did, we we were in on Chikrin uh, and the first round. Pick and the prospect that would equal a first would be, you know, uh, Ball Duke or Snuggerud, right? So, from our prospect pool. Yes, we do know the asking price, apparently, according to. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. You got to figure that's, you know, that's probably correct. And Austin Lynch uh, said, uh, producer Austin says, uh, most we the most picks we had in the first round was three. And we took Lars Eller, Ian Cole, and David Perron. Yep. And I remember that very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Perron, number 26, I believe, in that draft. And uh, joined the team next year under head coach Andy Murray. Ooh. Anti-white skates, Andy Murray. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There are people, there are are listeners of this show, younger fans that probably do not know that story. Mm -hmm. Andy Murray and the... (laughs) You heard the story, right, with Andy Murray. Um, He would slip... Uh, notes yes. underneath uh, players' doors in the hotel, um, like uh, strategies and and shit. And it, apparently, it annoyed the piss out of the players the way he did stuff. Right? <laughs> he, he assigned him homework, like yeah. Herb Brooks. Right. I heard too. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Right. He he totally took those those cliched things from the Disney Herb Brooks <laughs> movie. And yep. Yeah, and tried to make them a real thing. And oh god, he was. Worst coach in Blues history? Mm. Davis. I actually don't know my problem was okay. with Davis Payne. Payne was okay. Yeah, what about Mike Kitchen? He was Kitchen, yeah, Kitchen was bad. Kitchen yeah. was the worst. Kitchen was yeah, the worst. We yeah. made the playoffs under Murray, right? So True. Yeah, right. 2009. And Kitchen was awful. Kitchen Kitchen was the, the consummate uh, lieutenant, right? He was he was Q's right hand man. And he had that D playing so so well his, the entire time they were here together. Um, but yeah, put him put him in charge of the D. And what's the defensive strategy? Um, D to D it up the boards <laughs> every yep. time, every fucking breakout, safe everyone. and predictable. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it didn't matter the defenseman either. Barrett Jackman, you're gonna skate it up the boards. Not a yeah. puck-moving defenseman. <laughs> That's why we got Doug Lidge. 
Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I don't know if you want to go ahead and comment here. Well, well Jeremy Pinkowski says in the YouTube chat, uh, no to Meyer and no to, to uh, Chikrin. So he is uh, not a fan of acquiring uh, either of those players. He he uh, wants to see us use those draft picks. Is that is that is that the case, uh, Mister uh, Pinkowski? Would you rather see us uh, draft those players and keep them and develop them? I think at that point you're talking about a, a rebuild, not a retool. Yeah, probably doing that. I think so. I I I think Bill, you kind of alluded to to making the the claim in our Ryan O'Reilly trade show. Um. I don't think I. I'm going to say with 100 percent certainty, the Blues are not making the three first round picks that they have right now. They're not making all three. There's just at least one will be moved. And like Kurt said, maybe even just gets moved to move up into the draft. But either way, the three they have now, they're not making those three picks. No, I. It'd be interesting. Um... Because if, if if on draft day if they have three first round picks and they aren't making any, tr- uh, you know, trades to acquire active NHL players, um, they're going to trade two picks to move up, or whatever. You know, I, I can totally see that. Um, let's see, where are we? An uh, outline here. We've got uh, Colton Ellis. Colton Ellis. Oh yeah, Colton Ellis. Colton Ellis has been called up from the uh, Tulsa Oilers in the ECHL. To the Springfield Thunderbirds of the AHL. So speculations are being made at this time of year when most moves are made. Uh, this one's uh, interesting. Uh, could Grice be on the way out and Hofer uh, be about to be called up? Um, so that would that would make sense if Ellis is now uh, in Springfield uh, in preparation for Hofer being called up. Could just be for a Springfield Thunderbirds playoff run. Could, could just, just be. Yeah. What's who is who is the um the the Russian keeper that we had? Jarenko. What's what's I have not paid attention to the Thunderbirds. What what did he, he those pads like uh, <laughs> he wore in the Traverse City tournament, like oh my god, that that was goalie porn. But uh I have not kept up with uh with how his season went. So, as far from what I understand, both him and Hofer are having very good seasons. The, the goaltending yeah. has not been an issue in Springfield. So, so then I, I, you would have to think that the speculation is that Grice is on his way out and Hofer's on his way up. We have got our friend of the show, Vanessa Graff, former co-host of the show and future co-host of the show as well. Uh, she has said uh, Ellis is not called up because of that. Jeff referenced my tweet for Jarenko's performance so far. You're making me look things up now, Vanessa. She's Come also on. she's Come also throwing a wet blanket on our speculations too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Live fact checking is not good. Come on, this is, we're supposed to have fun on this show, and now you're just like poo pooing on stuff. Right. Jeez. You're making Austin look real bad. <laughs> Future uh, producer of the show, Vanessa Graff. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it goes without saying that if Grice does get moved, I don't really think he would. I don't know if we take like a fifth round pick for him or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I'm not sure who would want him. But if he does get moved, then yeah, I'd like to see Hofer. Um, uh, I'd like wave Grice. I'd like to see Hofer um, finish the season up here if he's going to be here next year. 
get his feet wet. Why not? Yeah. Well, you know, Grice, Grice has been serviceable, but giving up a seven spot to Ottawa. Well, Ooh. yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying, I, if Hofer is going to be here next season, get him, maybe get him some uh, games, uh, four or right. five starts down the stretch. Right. But do you just, do you wave a guy that you signed, you know, that made his, you know, he, he's a established veteran, Right. Do you, do you want do you want to potentially make make that your reputation? You know, if if you need a serviceable veteran player in the future, well, if you're just going to cut me at the end of the year. I'm not going to sign there. Well, yeah, but I mean, players get waived frequently. You know, I mean, it happens. Um, do you th- you think a team would want Grice as a backup? I mean, Anaheim wanted Chad Johnson. Okay, I mean, maybe they would. If anybody wants Grice for anything, I don't know why the Blues wouldn't move him. I, I, why have him here if somebody oh. wants him for anything? You know, for future yeah. considerations, it, right? Anything. Yeah. I, I, I've got it, Vanessa. She's giving me trouble. Uh, I pulled it up. Um, yeah, she she made a, a great tweet here about Jarenko. That So, Jarenko, uh 16th for goalie rankings. Um Shut up, Austin. He's giving me trouble here. Uh, he's seven seven and one. Uh, and again, February tenth, GAA of uh, two point seven one, save percentage of point nine two three. So he's doing very well. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a trade in the works. I don't know. Maybe you move one of these guys. Um, I hate to say it because I think Hofer is your future backup and maybe even future starter. But. Maybe there is talk of moving one of these guys to a team that uh, is looking for goaltending help mm-hmm. in the very near future. I, I Grice like in the first to Detroit for Dylan Larkin. Ooh, I don't like dealing goaltending depth with how fickle goaltending can be. I don't like doing it. Uh, if you've got some depth, I like keeping it as long as you can. You want to take another break before we go to the uh, the recap of the, the uh, breakdown? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Blues laying an egg in Carolina right after this word from the Center Ice Beery. So don't nobody go nowhere. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. All right. The Blues, uh, the blues do lay an, lay an egg in Carolina. Uh, kind of a comedy of errors. Uh, Marco Scandella, who had hip surgery in August, had four hits and uh, two block shots in the fifteen and fifteen forty three. We had it in the outline, guys. <laughs> we actually did fifteen forty three oh of ice God. time in his season debut. Uh, this game was his seven hundredth in the NHL. Uh, he played for the Blues, Minnesota Wild, Buffalo Sabers, and Montreal Canadiens, um, and the Kansas City Scouts, and the Kansas City Scouts, and the uh, Cleveland Seals. And he's the nephew of Sergio Momesso. Yes. Uh, Barbashev uh, not helping his trade value with on I you know Car- Carolina's. We're not going to break this game down in detail. Uh, I think we're going to complain but about. We it. should. <laughs> we should. There's so many no. good things to break apart here. <laughs> we want to oh, we want to complain about a few things, and then move on because you know 
I th- I thought on Carolina's first goal, uh, Barbashev. I, I was I mean not lazy, lazy back check. If you watch the replay, he's like going seventy percent skate back into the zone, and uh, he turns it up at the last second to try and catch a. a, 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 a Sveshnikov's goal, his first goal. Uh, he came in, walked in, picked a corner on Bennington. Um, I thought Barbashev could have had him. You know, I mean, picky, but, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. To to Barbashev's defense, he should not have gotten that pass. What the fuck is Cairo doing? Oh. Not shooting, right? And, and, yeah. and then who who was the one forward you did not see back in the defensive zone at all? Oh. Before Svechnikov got the shot off, does he wear twenty five? He does. <laughs> mm. That that play, goddamn that that is so emblematic of Jordan Cairo. In in the the very next shift, he gets a very good shot off. Why aren't you shooting every fucking shoot, time? Shoot, shoot, shoot! You shoot, are shoot. this team premier goal scorer. Every time you pass, like you know, and this this can't happen in this day in the NHL. But every time you make a pass, when you have a prime scoring opportunity, five hundred dollar fine, for Coach Brew. <laughs> you know, oh, Red Hall needs to have a talk with him about shooting. Brendan Shanahan, bring him in. Have a have a uh, have him spend the day with uh, Kyron and say, you know what? Uh, I shot every single chance I got. You know I, what? You could have somebody on the roster right now have that talk with him. Tyler Tucker. That guy <laughs> fires it every chance he gets. And you know what? I don't mind it. That's what this team needs right now. Nah, a, a, a shot on net is rarely a poor decision. It might not be the right. best decision, but it's not a bad decision. It's on net. Right. And and real quick, shout out to that kid I, I saw at the Schnucks in Edwardsville Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Wearing the Tyler Tucker jersey. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. are the one. <laughs> oh, uh, you bumped into uh, Chris Bray, didn't you, Bill? I did. Yeah. I did. It was it was an eventful <laughs> Sunday evening. Sunday evening out shopping in Edwardsville. Um, I got to meet Chris Bray, um, and you know it, it. It. I should have realized right away because he was wearing the full Michigan regalia. And you know, props, props to him. You know, he... Diehard Michigan sports fan. Oh gosh, um, yeah, he is. U of M uh, sports fan. Uh, great to meet him. Had had a great conversation, and uh, yeah, uh, had it not been for the significant other suggesting we needed to move along, we'd mm. probably still be talking right now. So, <laughs> what it is with? Him. Yeah, actually, um, no. Uh, while we're kind of on this topic, I do want to say I was at. Um, Front of the show, crappy goalie. I uh, was at his daughter's game actually on Saturday. They played real close to my house, and uh, I uh, uh, was they, this this gentleman made me feel like a superstar. He walked by. I was talking to all my my buddy crappy goalie's family, and uh, he was the coach of the Merrimack Sharks, and said, "Hey, big fan of the show. Love you guys, and you know, thanks for all you do." And uh, Really cool. His name, I believe, his name was Joe. Um, so Coach Joe, but he had Ward on his jacket. So I'm gonna guess his name was Joe Ward. Maybe he was wearing someone else's jacket. I don't know. But uh, shout out to Coach Joe. Uh, very nice win on Saturday. Good luck in the playoffs. So was that was that at Susan Park or was that at All American? Uh, no, this was Ice. So this was at um, Shark Tank. Shark Tank, which is All American. 
right? No, 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 no. It's no. off uh, Lee May, real close. To, it's right before you hit Arnold, off Lee May Ferry. Is that a new building? Uh, newer, like last mm. eight, ten years, maybe. Mm. Yeah, uh, right across there. from a driving range. To me, to me, the Sharks will will always be Susan Park, South City, South County Rec. That, yep. that, yeah, that. They built a brand new rink, and it's called the Shark Tank. It's a beautiful rink. Uh, played there a couple times, and uh, only about six minutes from my house. So, wow, love it. Yep. Uh, before we get back into the game, real quick, uh, DJ Joe, of course, the Cardinals Nation. Uh, passed along some information. Uh, they announced uh, Guns N' Roses announced that they're going to be at Bush Stadium, and he was curious. They're going to be there. Um, tickets go on sale February twenty fourth, um, and uh, the concert is September. Is that fourth? It's a weird graphic. September fourth, I think, or ninth, fourth. Um, he was curious as to what blues fans thought about Guns N' Roses coming to uh, Bush Stadium. Apparently, it's a uh, a big ass deal. I was I like Guns N' Roses. I was never a huge huge fan, um, but uh, anyway, September 9th, Austin says. So yes, yes, I just looked it up too. Yeah, if you guys uh, want to chime in and you know your know, thoughts I'm, on Guns N' Roses, I mean, I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan. I mean, a couple songs are fine. I know friend of the show from Blues Hockey Podcast, Chris Frank. That's his favorite band of all mm-hmm. time. So he is very excited. You know and. I don't hate them. My brother loves them. My I brother like is probably very excited. I like uh, it's just not really been my thing. Right. If if my my eighth grade class had like their their choice of band of the class, that would have been it. They, they convinced <laughs> they convinced our music teacher, um, Mrs. Johnson, uh, to play Mr. Brownstone. Oh, and and mm. they all coughed at the same time when he said "fuck," <laughs> and oh. thought thought that covered it up. It was awesome, great moment. Not uh, not my cup of tea, but you know, Guns and Roses. The this is not their first time back right. since the riot. They were at the they were at the Scott, uh, Enterprise Center, right, or Scott Trade, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not that big a deal. I mean, they're what's well, Bush Stadium, so right. which is a much bigger venue. So they're a yeah. lot older now too. Right. So I would they're, hope that well, kind of thing won't happen. Right. They're they're in there. We're in it for the money phase. So yeah, yeah. pay the money. And yeah, go I don't. I don't think like Axl Rose is showing up drunk an hour late to events anymore. Well, you know, it was only a couple of years ago that during one of those comeback tours, right? That he he was on stage. Maybe it was a few, maybe before COVID. I guess maybe it was. I'm not sure, but. uh he 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 couldn't make it through the concert. His voice gave out, <laughs> and he didn't sound very good. Um, but uh, but I, I think I think he's worked on that since then. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Guns N' Roses at Bush Stadium on September 9th this year. Big hairy deal. Um, so I uh, on Carolina's second goal against the Blues, and this is the goal that kind of just didn't notice it when it first happened because I was half watching the game. But then when I watched it on replay, I was like, so if you go NHL.com or SJBlues.com and you look at the game, the condensed highlights of the game, it's like eight minutes long, whatever, uh, at the one minute and 10 second mark, you'll see a faceoff uh, in the blues zone, and which the faceoff is lost. But uh, Kyrou and Barbashev are lined up to the left of the faceoff dot in the middle of the ice in the blue zone in front of the net. Falk is in the corner. 
and Rosen is along the boards. Um, Canes win the faceoff. Kyrou and Barbashev immediately bolt forward to take the point men, leaving the Canes right winger alone in front of the net, all by himself. They just passed him right up. And so <laughs> instantly wide open. Uh, Falk couldn't get to the front of that in time because they shot the puck instantly to give this guy a redirect. I don't know who it was. Who was it? The man in front. It doesn't matter. Uh, redirect. Bennington makes a save and then Sveshnikov gets his... Was it Sveshnikov? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gets his second yeah. of the game uh, because it, because he's all alone at the side of the net and has a back door uh, open side to shoot at. And I'm like, that was awful. How do... Mm. First off... The lining up in the defensive zone, I guess there's a strategy behind it on a face-off, but why would you have Barbashev and Kairu in the middle of the ice in front of the goal um, and your defenseman, Rosen, on the right wing on the boards and Falk in the corner? If you lose the face-off, your defensemen are instantly out of position. <laughs> you got forwards in front of them. I would, I would assume that the strategy there is that Barbashev is going to act as a defenseman, well, sure. in this situation, right? I, I um, get that, but and and Kairu bolts because if there's a turnover, he's you know it, yes he's covering he's covering a point man, but if there's a turnover, uh, there's a fight for the puck, he's already at the blue line. Send it to the middle, he'll beat somebody. To, 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 I get all that, but yes, I this was some of the worst faceoff execution I have ever seen. They just abandoned. Ever. They just abandoned all responsibility in front of the net. Um, and the, what's what's the worst part about this is it's off a face-off draw, a, a clean loss on a face-off. So everyone has their roles and responsibilities where they're supposed to go if you lose a, if you lose a face-off. So this was somebody either messed up or this was a really shitty plan because they just left a guy all alone in front. I always tell my ice team that one of the defensemen has to line up basically as a winger in the defensive zone like that. So usually I'm one of the guys that's lined up as a wing, and then I've got a forward behind me. So basically I'm acting as Kairu. One of my forwards is behind me. Um, see, this was just – I don't get it. See, I, I don't had, understand this lineup at all. I would have I right. had, had uh, either Falk or Rosen uh, in front of the net and then Kairu yes. to his left and then Barbashev yep. – uh, on the boards, that—that's right. what I would have and done. The, and the beauty of that is, with you have Kairu behind the defenseman. If there's a win, he mm-hmm. just bolts yeah, and right. goes. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a there's a there's a you know method of the madness on why they'll end up that way. I'd love to hear it, but I just it seems like is there? I don't I'm, know. I, I I don't think there was. I don't know. But it, <laughs> but uh, look at the replay. I'm like, okay, who's where? I'm like. Why the hell is Rosen way over there? If you lose the faceoff, your defensemen are instantly out of position. Right away. Fox yep. in the corner, Rosen's on the boards, there's no defenseman in front. So I, yep. I don't get it. And and I think that's again, I think that the plan is that Barbashev acts as a defenseman if there's a loss. But even if that's the case, right. why not just have Rosen, a defenseman, act as your defenseman? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no right. Rosen didn't seem to be didn't seem to have a grasp on the situation, and you know he he Svechnikov I thought made a brilliant play spinning off 
right. of Rosen and using the linesman as a natural pick. Yeah. Right. Rosen, right. when Rosen turned, he was confused. Right. But Barbashev he, and Kairou should not have both been cutting already. And, and I think there was just a complete lack of chemistry between those two. Right. That That's not, you haven't seen Barbashev with Thomas and Kairou you know, even before the Tarasenko trade, right? This is, this is a current team. We're going to try some different things with our, you know, our future offensive juggernauts. Right. And that, that was just, that was bad. That was a good point. Rosen did get picked by the, uh, by the linesman there. Mm -hmm. But, but I don't think it was, it, it was a situation where you can fault the linesman. The linesman did what a linesman does oh, on those yeah. plays. Rosen just didn't know the read. And yeah. Svechnikov spun off of him and got open. And, and, and really, honestly, Falk being in the corner, um, he could have picked up Svechnikov uh, coming to the net. But Falk had to go to the front because Barbashev and Kairou right. bolted. So Falk right. had to exactly. go to the front because a shot came and he got there late. Uh, because and so the deflection. So Fox getting to the guy late who deflected the puck in front, and all of a sudden Special's got a clear in the net, nobody to, to stop him because Fox. It was just like a Keystone Cops kind of moment. It's like instantly, boom! How can it be on a faceoff loss? Just a simple faceoff loss. How can a second after you lose the faceoff, instant? Uh, confusion <laughs> in the yeah, defensive right. zone. Yeah, I mean, I this the, these are NHL. These are professional hockey players. This isn't even – let's not even talk about NHL. This is something you learn in Pee Wee, how to take a defensive zone faceoff. And, you know, I would be less upset if this was just a situation where Carolina shot from the point, deflected, bounced in a weird spot, guy just has a wide open net. This was a generic – play by the hurricanes puck to the net guy in front puck goes to the side of the net there's a guy there that's and the that's blues every single offensive zone faceoff that you win that's what they do and the blues for the blues players were nowhere to be found for any of right. that yeah right. i mean it, unbelievable kurt kurt you said keystone cops yeah can we can can we get your more famous saying for that situation oh, like, a, like a monkey fucking football out there yeah yes that, yes yeah. that's what that we need <laughs> yep the uh the the game recap on an com by kurt dusterberg um it was funny uh how he described this goal uh kane's reporter right he goes his second goal made it is talking about Sveshnikov. His second goal made it two to nothing at seven fifty seven when Bennington stopped a net front tip by Jarvis and the rebound came to Sveshnikov, who scored into an open net on the backhand. Tells you nothing about the, how that goal actually happened. I mean that that's what yeah. happened, but that doesn't explain why right. it happened the way it did. Right. Written written from uh, a guy who only has to tell one perspective. Right. Uh, and then probably one of I, w- I would say. Off the top of my head, Pareko's worst play of the year, would you say? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of a. Yeah. I can't. It was bad. Uh, this was really. Falk passes it back to Pareko. Simple little play in front of the Blues Let, net. It was and Letty. Per, uh, Letty. Letty passed it back. Okay. Letty yeah. passes it back. Uh, which makes sense. That's the, he's his line mate. Uh, just mishandles right. the puck and loses it. Just and right. 
and and Letty, like that, you know, Letty's gonna pass it to you. Yeah, right? let he he's peeled off. He was on the other side of the red light, and he peeled off and came back to your zone. He's looking for that take the pressure off pass. You know, and it. That's not what um, it, it, it. I I don't know if you guys saw, but I saw defensive Preco on this goal. Um, apparently the forwards went for a change at they the did. wrong time. They did. Yeah. They, right. did. They, they, they did. They did. They did. But 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 actually, Letty it... read that and was like, "I'm gonna pass it back to the deepest guy. Yeah, he's gonna he'll be able to get it and chip it off the boards." But Pareko's like, "I don't know what to do with this." I don't. I don't. Uh, think, I don't hockey? think. I don't think they changed at the wrong time. I, the the person for change and and Letty's like, "Okay, we'll pass it back and just kind of reset," you know, which is fine. Uh, but Pareko just forgets how to hockey and he just. Yeah. I mean. That's... You can't blame anyone else on this than Pareko. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, uh, no, I get it. And you can't. And this happens, right? I mean, it's just nobody's it perfect. Um, mishandles happen. This just happened to happen to him in front of the goal in a bad situation where no one was on him right away. But as soon as he mishandled it, then the, you know there were like sharks smelling blood in the water. They were like, on him, mm-hmm. right? Then they attacked him. And uh, uh, took the puck away, passed it, scores. You know, because Benson came out to play. It just, it was just a mess. Um, I, the, and I wanted to read the write up on NHL.com for this goal too. So uh, this one's even worse. Uh, here it is. Jarvis scored at two twenty-five of the, th- the third period for the four-to-one uh, final when uh, Aho forced a turnover against Colton Pareko in front of the net and fed Jarvis, who drew Bennington out of position and tucked the puck inside the left post. That is not what happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> he stole the puck. He did not. But the, 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 it, he didn't force shit. <laughs> hopefully uh, anybody who was scouting Pareko um, reads the article and didn't doesn't see the highlight as far as Yeah, I, right. I agree. Right. <laughs> no, and you know what's funny is that like this goal, because you said, Kurt, I'm with you. This kind of thing happens. It's sure. just going to happen in the ebbs and flows of the game. Sure. The best, Bobby Orr, I, I, uh, Paul Coffey have made this play before. It happens. Um, and so I'm not, I look at this and I, you know, and I just kind of threw my arms up like, ah, oh, God damn it. So I'm not, it, it's not even one of those plays that really pisses me off about Pareko just because it is a weird thing that, that just doesn't really happen normally. But the fact that he is under fire, yeah. The fact that we're talking about trades with him if he weighs NTC, like, and and now he does a play like this, like he's under the microscope. You're not helping your own cause here, man. No. And the thing too with with misplays, uh, there's a certain mindset as a player that when you have the puck in front of your own goal, you know, you're less casual about things you're supposed to be, you know, as you would be, say, at center or in the offensive zone. You 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 need to be conscious, aware of, of what you're doing and make sure you handle the puck properly and don't fuck it up. And it's a dangerous area of the ice. you got to be sure, you know. You, 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 you do what you're supposed to do. You don't – I don't know. And But, yeah, shit happens. I get it. But just not not at that part of the ice, ever, yeah. ever. What's his name? That's uh, where you are the most careful, right? Uh, we, was it Smith Edmonton? My God, cost him the yeah. Stanley Cup, right? Passing from behind yep. the goal and off of uh, was it Fears Skate? 
It's Fear Escape, right? Yeah. Yep. Fear Escape in yeah. the net. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it didn't con- cost them the the Stanley Cup. It cost them the Conference Finals. That's right. Those it's Flames. Calgary. Yeah, that's Calgary. Calgary Flames. Right. Now this was just on his birthday. God, <laughs> that was on his birthday. That was on his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. I mean, I hate my fucking birthday, but I'm sure he hates his more than I hate mine. <laughs> so, um, Blues uh, lose this game 4-1. to one. That's three losses in a row. Fans are pissed and outraged over the loss. But honestly, you know, what do they really expect right now? I mean, it, I, I can understand being embarrassed and, like, face-palming over misplays. But, you know, losing a game to Carolina in Carolina – um, is are you mad and angry and like oh my gosh this team is this team is you know tanking is like uh, what do you expect right now they the traded away Tarasenko that, O'Reilly Mikola you know they're the the two plays you we talked about tonight that's the only reason I was like what the that's fuck? different because again that's different because again this was not a situation where it was like well they just didn't have the scoring they lost two to nothing you know they lost two of their big keys I get it you know. Barbashev's on, you know, teams on on notice because Barbashev's probably getting traded too. But like when it's defensive miscues, just terrible. And again, yes, Pareko with the turnover, but the faceoff, that's a structure thing. And to see that happen is just so, so infuriating. And and it right. just oh, that, what are you doing? Like, yeah, we are going to just roll with this the rest of the year. This is the type of hockey we have to watch. Well, that's different. I get that. That's different. I, 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 what I'm more talking about is people who are just angry they lost. You know, they're up in arms as they, you know, this team is. This team is just. Uh, they were they were voicing their displeasure at losing, not at in particular like plays in particular. Which I saw a lot of, and so I was like, you know, are you, are you guys expecting wins at this point in Carolina against a good Carolina team with, with a don't don't turn on this team if you want to be happy. <laughs> uh, next up for the Blues, uh, we got tomorrow. Uh, well, Thursday or tonight if you're listening tomorrow, or yesterday if you're listening on Friday. Uh, <laughs> I guess if you're Ken or if you're Morris listening on Saturday, two, two days, days ago. ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Against the Canucks uh, in St. Louis, 7 p.m. on uh, Bally Sports Midwest, as long as there's still going to be Bally Sports Midwest, I guess, for a little while anyway. I think next they're going to be Let's Go Blues Radio West. Oh, yeah. I don't think we have a capital. Uh, we do have three first-round draft picks we can trade to try and get those naming rights. <laughs> do we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, we haven't We're used any. We should have a whole bunch. <laughs> we, are, we are appropriating the team's uh, equity. To we, ourselves. we were all uh, undrafted players. We all signed undrafted. We got plenty of picks to give. We uh, we should we should have something where we do like a blues podcast draft where we get to draft like upcoming podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday, the Blues play uh, the Penguins in St. Louis, two uh, thirty p.m. on ABC. Yay! Another afternoon game. Um, and uh, Tuesday, the Blues play the Kraken in St. Louis, seven p.m. on Valley Sports Midwest. So the uh, two, you know, the Canucks is a winnable game, obviously. Um, Penguins are, who knows what, you know, Penguins are, they're, they're up and down. They're struggling with the playoffs. Um, who knows what kind you of team we're going to see. You remember when Sidney Crosby couldn't score against the Blues? He's going to get seven goals in this game. Uh, you think so? 
You want to bet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, bet. Do it. Do it. I'll I'll I will buy you uh two four of Bud Light Orange if <laughs> Crosby no scores seven goals. <laughs> no, I got I got something better. A two no no no. You don't buy him a two four of Bud Light Orange. You have to drink a two four of Bud Light Orange on the show. A two four. It's a lot of beer. <laughs> it is. I so I uh, at least I think light. I could prob- right. I I think I could do that because I I polished off that that entire Bourbon County uh, in the first half of the show, and then my second half of the show drink is also gone, and that that was that was some good bourbon. So, ooh, let's say I'm on beer three right now. So seems like you're beating me though, because you drank some bourbon. Mm. Devin Tucker, good stuff. Uh, Perron did get his 700th career point on an assist uh, from Fabry uh, on a Fabry goal. Um, so congratulations to David Perron. That was what is that? Yes, yesterday. That was yesterday, right? Uh, yes. And yep. uh, or uh, Tuesday. Uh, and, no, congrats, David Perron. That's yeah. fantastic. Right. Should have been here. And then uh, oh, <laughs> let's not get into that again. <laughs> <laughs> and then O'Reilly uh, has a hat trick uh, last night against Buffalo for a. Four point night, right? Three goals, one assist. I think uh, so. Second yeah. star of the game too, because Marner got the uh, number one star. He had five points. Marner did that line. Holy God. shit, Marner! Uh, and and apparently Tavares said he wants to play on the wing and give center position to O'Reilly because basically he knows that O'Reilly's better defensively and it takes kind of the flack off of Tavares for having to be a more defensive player, right? Who wants to play defense oh. anyway in the NHL? Oh, be a winger. <laughs> yeah, right. God, God. It, it 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 hurts me so much as as a Montreal fan to think that I'm going to be rooting for the Leafs in the playoffs this year. Ooh, are you? Is that really I your am. team right now? I am. I oh, I predicted oh. I predicted earlier this year that I thought this was the year that that the Leafs would take out the Bruins. I think the Bruins are building themselves up for a massive disappointment. I would hundred uh, percent. The 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 my my take in the playoffs is whoever's Boston is playing. I don't care. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Let's let's go whoever Boston's playing. And if Toronto plays Boston, oh, that's going to be. We should BK go to Sunrise Brewery and watch that game. <laughs> didn't BK and Ferraro say that we should be rooting for Boston? Why would they say that? Isn't I think they said something along the lines of like, like, oh, well, the team that I'm rooting for just to see what they can do is Boston. And I'm like, what? Why? Why are you rooting for Boston? Why would anyone outside of Boston root for Boston ever? Yeah. In any sort of fan. If if they kept David Backus the year after they won the cup, the Blues beat them for the cup, and it was like Backus's last chance, that might be a scenario in which I'm rooting for the Bruins. Even then, Otherwise, still not enough. Even then, no. no. Yeah, Backus left. They would, literally, <laughs> they would literally have to acquire every Blue in the NHL that has never won a cup, that like wasn't on that cup team. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of I've drawn a blank here. Billy Huso, uh Jake Wallman. Like they would have to acquire a bunch of blues players that weren't on the cup team. Then I might be like, eh, maybe I'll root for them. Uh Ken Morris says he's cheering for the Leafs or the Rangers in the playoffs. 
I can, uh... the Rangers, the Rangers are going to be a sexy pick. Just yeah. they, they, they have, they have some, you know, I mean, Shesterkin, you know, from, from a goalie perspective, you know, I, there, there was a great, uh, a great segment on the um, 32 thoughts pod um, where they, they had a interview with Jake Allen and Jake Allen was going on about like, they asked Jake Allen to build the, the, if you could build a, like the best goalie in NHL history, what, what characteristics are, are you taking? And he said, Shesterkin's hips. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's sexy. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of hot. Uh, Austin has informed <laughs> us that uh, the Perron uh, assist, the 700th assist happened, or 700th point happened last Friday, not yesterday. Wow. There you go. Uh, time flies. Feels like yesterday. Old. It does, doesn't it? it yeah. Did. Yeah. That's, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> the only thing about Boston that I like, I like the goalie celebration, which, Bill, I know you're you have to like that right the 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 whole like down oh yeah uh, yeah i that, love that i think yeah. that's so cool yeah Olmark and swayman that that is that is a, a a beautiful beautiful ritual that happens um you know whenever they win it's 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 i i do absolutely love that and uh just just so you know on the topic of goalies there was a goalie goal in the Allsvenska tonight oh so Go to Twitter, find it. I I retweeted it. Goalie goals are the greatest thing ever. Who was it? Um, let me find it. Let me, let me get back to it. Uh, Do you guys know uh, Allmark's career playoff numbers? Not good. He's, he's never played. He's played two he's, games. Two games. Eight sixty save percentage and a four one six GAA. He's zero two. Yeah. Who was he with? Uh, Boston. Uh, Boston. Yeah. Uh, last year. He 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 played in relief last year. Yep. Oh. Two, yeah. uh, uh, no, let's see, it was a game, st- uh, two games started. So he started two really? games. Really? Yeah. Mm. So it oh. was Carl Lindbaum. He needs to come out with a lip bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some chapstick. Lindbaum's lip bomb. You know, I wasn't going to laugh, but then when you started laughing, I'm like, "All right, he's laughing his own joke." I, I gotta. gotta laugh. La- I mean, if I don't laugh at my own joke, then uh, jokes, then then no one would laugh uh, at my jokes ever. <laughs> Lucky days, lip balm. They should lip a balm? giveaway. Oh, how great! A giveaway at the game, Lindbaum's lip balm. That'd be great. Who wouldn't? I would. I would go to a game to, to get one of those. That's that's like that's on the par with Dallas Strake's fishing lure. What about lip balm that you hang from your rearview mirror? So it was. Uh, so it's car, car lip balm. Like like oh, so nice. like a car scent like makes your car smell like lip balm. That too. Why not? <laughs> it's like a Carl Lindbaum's car lip balm. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you rub it on your bumper of your car. That's what you do. It's like wax. Oh. Wax, yeah, Carl. All right, I'm lip bombs. I'm car lip off. balm. <laughs> you I'm put on the, this. you put on the, you wax your car. It's car wax. It's car wax. Yep. Carl your car gets bomb, nicked Carl in a parking lot. Just put some Carl lip balm on there. Carl, Carl lip balms. Car lip balm. <laughs> we need to make a fake commercial. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> New sponsor of the show. Yeah, wax on, wax off. 
That's because that may be one of the funnier things we've said on the show ever. And it comes in episode number 400. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think we uh, – oh, Kurt, you gave I me think an idea. Let's make a, stride, boys. Let's just make a fake commercial and put it at the end of each episode. Oh, a new, a new fake. <laughs> we would eventually run out of ideas. But, yes, I like that idea. I like we should uh, – as long as we have an idea, we should do it. Yep. We do have do a special uh, special uh, uh, exit uh, to to play us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to play us out? Tonight, to play us out. What does that mean? To play, to play us, us out. out. I don't know what that means. To, to play to, us to, out. To end the show? <laughs> <laughs> you know what to play us out means, you jackass. Not you, uh, O'Reilly. Not yeah, I know. Ryan, Bill. Not, not Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be very specific. And not, O'Reilly's, and not O'Reilly's auto parts. No. So confusing. What about well, you said Bill? We, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Bill, is, you should know better. This has been a quality tangent on Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> yes, that's what you want to call it. I guess. Uh, the end of the show tangent. Uh, anything else, guys, before we uh, shut her down, Earl? No. I mean, I uh, guess to the, the two of you, sorry I did not prefer, prefer, pre- wow. <laughs> pre- prepare a, uh, a 400 video like I did with 300. Yeah. But... Um, you guys aren't getting that every time. You've got all so, week until 401 episode. No. Yeah. no. Okay. You know what? we got a producer for that now. Yeah. <laughs> he's shaking his head. He's saying no. <laughs> he, but, on Austin. but he's 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 part of his job description in the exit is video tributes. So I think it falls under that umbrella to some degree. I don't know. We'll see. 100%. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, so- uh, Austin says, can I pop on? Yes, yeah, sir, you can. Surely. What's up? What's up? I am not going through 400 episodes and making a no 400 episodes. All I have to do is go you don't have to 301 go through 400. to 400. I'd say 301 to yeah, 400. You don't have to do 400. I'd say do like maybe 160 of our best. <laughs> go through those. Or just from 300 on. Oh, great. Yeah, there's just a- <laughs> yeah, I got the time for that. We all got time. For yeah, that. you do. What are you doing? What else are you doing? It's no rush. School. It's a nice jersey you got on. Thank you. Let's go blues radio jersey. What number is that? Twenty one. Only we could see it. Are you Jeff? Ninety one. Twenty one. Ninety one. Ninety one. Okay. Yeah. I wonder where I got that there. idea from. Uh, we. Uh, I, I do concur with the comment the earlier show that ninety one is reserved for good players, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is why, uh, which is why Austin's wearing it. Huh? I'll say yep. Austin scored a he exactly scored a couple why. Ponder Cup goals. Mm-hmm. I have scored a couple Ponder Cup goals. You know the the mm-hmm. one of the nicer goals I ever scored in my hockey career was in the Ponder Cup. The shootout. Oh yeah, that one too. No, uh, that was pretty cool. That was a good one. Uh, no, it was a, it was a deflect. It was a tip. It was I was in a high slot and a slap shot. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just yeah. to see how it feels. It was yeah, just see how it feels. Um, but uh, slap shot from the point. I was at the high slot, and I and I redirected it down, and it bounced off the uh, uh, rink and came up, and went uh, upper upper something upper glove or upper blocker. I can't remember. But it was like bang bang. It was like a ping pong kind of a thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, I heard somebody go, "Wow!" <laughs> I'm like, "Wow!" One of my favorite one of my favorite Ponder Cup moments was uh, was when. You and I were getting ready to face each other for a game, and <laughs> I was like trailing behind you in the warmups, like purposely trying to mess with you. And I was even like acting like I was going to hack you, but for some reason you were like dead focused on 
I guess it was your stick handling or what, mm. and I hit you into the boards. You did pretty hard. Yeah, you did. And you had no idea I was there. No. And was, the most, was it the? I gave you a two hander, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you turned around and gave me a two hander, which I totally deserved. Because the minute I realized you didn't know I was there, I was like, oh shit! Like I, I thought you knew I was there the whole time. Uh-uh. So clearly, you were not ready for somebody no, to hit. I think I punched in the face in the handshake too, didn't I? Or, uh, you did. Yeah. You did. That might have been a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I apologize for that. I, when I got you, I'm like, oh, I got him pretty good there. Yeah, and yeah had, I think you were kind of meaning to like get me a little bit, but well, I kept skating forward. You know, so you got me pretty good. Yeah, you know jabs go. Sometimes you just you know overestimate your underestimate your reach. So right, yeah. But no, I I, I, I felt terrible. Right. Yeah, oh. I felt terrible at first, but then when when you two handed me right after <laughs> in the back of the leg, I was like, all right, he got me back. This was good. I'm like, oh, this is going to be all right. Okay, you guys beat us that game too. You guys beat us by by one or two. Got an one or, or goal or something goals. like that. You yeah. were on, you were on Team Paul, I believe, right? Is that Team Paul again? Yeah, I think so. The first time I was on yeah. Team Paul, we won. Second time wasn't doing cool very well. Is it Team <laughs> Paul or Team ID Life? Team uh, Rockin at ID Life dot com dot com. Austin's uh, basically telling us to wrap it up. Yeah, shut up, Austin. Yeah, you no. want to come on here? Just... No, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got you know, one. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Re- visit rockandthatidlife.com for more information. That is rockandthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidlife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you and by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And buy Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's Tasty Hockey Themed Beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That is strength. <laughs> That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. I was going way too fast and my mouth did not catch up. In my mind, I thought you were going to say straddlewithmike.com or something along those lines. Straddlemike. Uh, Straddlemike.com. Uh, porn, porn, porn or not porn? Straddlemike. Porn, not porn, or available? Do not. Straddlemike.com. Children, That's a game do we not go to stra- Do not go to straddlemike.com. That's what do we used not. to play at work. A game we, uh, we'd throw out a URL. Is it porn, not porn, or available? <laughs> Uh, that'll wrap up episode 24 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go, Blues. Trade Pareko. Let's go, Blues. Trade Pareko. Trade them all. Let's go, Blues. Timo Meyer. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. The 
rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.